Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. On today's show, we get back to our usual nonsense. After taking a break last week for our 50th episode, Extravaganza! My name is Jason. KJ, where you at? Hey, KJ is here, and we kick off our weekend review when KJ gives a review of Dunkin' Donuts Mocha Oreos. And find out where in the world KJ and Jason went this week. And if anybody thinks KJ wants nuts on her donuts, then they don't know who KJ is. Well, now I am really confused because I thought you were KJ. Up next, we'll do some pronunciations and then play Do We Have a Guest? where we find out if we, in fact, do or do not have a guest. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback. And, uh, well, more food talk. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So what is up this week? Ah, good is up this week. Be- cool. Because after 823 trips to the stores looking for mocha Oreos, I finally found them. And I've been freed from the anticipation that was killing me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you tried them yet? You're not going to probably. Oh. oh, not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, I would say you probably no, don't try them. Really? Yeah. I- so that's the official review is don't try them. <laughs> well, knowing your stance on food combinations, I would say that this is not good enough to get you to change that stance. Oh, so did it taste like an Oreo mixed with like dirt, like I imagine it is? <laughs> no, is that what it tastes like? No, it wasn't that bad. But really, it's it wasn't the cream. The cre- The only good thing about it was the cream to me appeared to almost be double stuff quality cream. Like it didn't seem. I think the regular Oreo stiffs you on the cream. It seemed more like a double stuff Oreo to me. Oh. But it was, it's almost too subtle. The only way I could really taste it was different is that if I open the cookie the way I normally do and just eat the cream in the middle, then I could hmm. tell, taste a slight difference. But to me, if you're going to throw a combo in, just make it bold and different. Like mint Oreos, I think, does a great job, but that's different. I just don't think they're good enough. These were not good enough to surpass the Oreo double stuff. The cream of the, the yeah. Oreo, the original Oreo, is just, super, is just superior. See, when I think of mocha, I think of like a weird aftertaste to me. There was a little bit of an aftertaste. But yeah, it so was I, very I, subtle. I, it was hard for me to tell the difference. I mean, it didn't taste very mocha-y. Okay. Mocha is not a flavor that I would you'd be like, ooh, i got to try me some of that. No. Well, it is for me, but it was disappointing. I think it's companies fooling people with mocha, though, because they're like, most of the time I hear that reference in terms of like coffee. Right. Yep. And if you drink black coffee and then you drink a mocha, 
you're like, ooh, this tastes so much better. But no, that's just relative to the bitterness of black coffee. <laughs> that's so true. So mocha, if you put mocha next to an Oreo, you're like, ooh, this mocha is a bitter flavor or not as good, of, not nearly as good of a flavor as just like the regular Oreo. So I feel like you're making the Oreo worse by putting mocha in it. Yep. Mint, I'm, I'm cool with those. Those are good because it adds a little different it's text, different, texture. It's different, yeah. Di- a little different flavor, yeah. yeah. But so the mocha to me is... I don't want to put mocha in anything except for coffee. Right. Well, I think the idea was you love coffee, you love Oreos, just like all their ideas for you love jelly donuts and you love Oreo. Yeah. Yeah. The idea is marketing is what the idea is. And it wasn't, to me, it just, as much as I wanted a diverging opinion from yours to, for this podcast about combo Oreos, I I can't, I can't with the mocha Oreo. Just, it was just okay. Double stuff all the way. Original. Yeah, I like the regular Oreos, but I, I can concede to double stuff. Those are cool, too. Mm-hmm. Mega stuff as well. Oh, no. If, now you're going too far. If I have mega stuff, I can only eat maybe three because then I'm a little bit, you know, too much cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too much filling. Yeah. I, the regular Oreo is the right amount. I don't know why people insist on having to change it and add other flavors to it. It does not need to be improved. Yeah. Quit messing with it. Yeah. I think Quit Ed Butt would, would agree with you. He he loves yeah. the ratio of the cook. I think Cool and Claire, too. Um, no, double stuff is the perfect ratio. But, you know, I could get down with either. If I had a regular Oreo in front of me, I'm not turning it down. Oh, no. And if, you know, if the only option was a double stuff Oreo, I'm eating that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, Definitely. yeah. Mega stuff, I would have to actually think about it. Oh, okay. Well, I'd eat yours. Okay. So what is going on with you this week? Anything happen with you? Um, let's see. What was last week? Last week, what? we were basically off. We did the tipping episode. Yes. yes. Um, so a couple of weekends ago, I played this thing that I hadn't had a chance to talk about yet. Um, I went and played a uh, event, like a Saturday night thing. Uh, music thing, uh, play guitar, and a friend of mine had wanted me to come in and fill in and play with him, mm-hmm. which I know you and I have talked about a little bit about me going to play this thing, but I don't know if we actually did it on the podcast or not. I don't think so. So I went, I went to play this thing for my friend. He said, "Hey, you know, I got this thing on this Saturday at this place. Can you come and you know fill in? And I'll give you the songs ahead of time. I'll send you, you know, uh, so you can look at the charts and, and come in and play." And it was mostly cover songs. It was it was maybe two or three original songs that I had never heard. So we got there, and he's like, we'll have time to rehearse. Um, so, you know, we'll go through them. Uh, we'll have like an hour before the show. We'll go through them, do sound check before anybody gets there, and then we'll, you know, play the thing. We'll go for like 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, and if it really stretch it out, we'll play an hour, an hour and a half. And he's like... He calls me the Wednesday before. This is the thing was on a Saturday. He calls me the Wednesday before, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna send you the songs. It's um, it's twelve songs, and I'm gonna may send you a few more. And by the way, we may not play all twelve of these, so learn all twelve of these, and then we will pick out of this." And I'm like, okay. "Oh no!" And and it wasn't it wasn't because of him. It was this. Um, it was a it was a girl. Um, another girl that I didn't know and still really don't know. That's the only time I've ever met her. And she was nice and it was perfectly fine. Everything worked out. It was cool. It was fun to play. Um, but she's like, Hey, here's the songs I want to potentially do. And then we'll decide when we get there. And I was like, sure. You know, that's unusual, but yeah, I'll do it. And so I learned, 
I when I say learned, I, I looked at the charts to make sure there was nothing sure. really weird. And I just kind of played through it to say, okay, okay, I got this. Um, and so we get there and I, I thought, you know, we'd have, you know, we'd rehearse everything just in case during the thing. Cause the plan was to get into the set and have a general order. But then if she wanted to call out a different song, we would be prepared to change to it. Yeah. So we get there and we really only have time to go through like three or four songs in the rehearsal. And the rehearsal was, okay, let's play through a verse and a chorus and then maybe possibly the bridge to make sure we're on the same page and then go to the next song, which is totally cool with me. I'm used to that. So we kind of sort of went through them and it, it was fine. And they were like, okay, here's the, here's the five songs that we're going to do. Or maybe it was six, five or six. So we get there and we play through the six songs and you know everybody's into it it's cool and it worked out and it was great um and then a guy who's like kind of running the thing gets up and goes hey you know let's give it up for the band now they're gonna play one more song <laughs> or he said they're gonna play a couple more songs and i'm going what <laughs> we um, are because i because they were like this is the only six we're playing you know put the charts away so i got rid of the other charts and oh, so no. the guy playing the keyboards who's my friend turns to me and he's like okay so we're gonna do this song and it's a song I've never heard before, and we didn't go through the rehearsal. I've never, I just looked at the chart basically. And he's like, Oh, and by the way, she wants to sing it in, she, he goes, This this chart's in C. She wants to sing it in E flat. And I'm like, Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and so he starts the song as I get a Sharpie out and write out the chords, like to transpose them. And I was, I was going to do it in my head as I, you know, looked at the chart. Oh, you weren't even going to uh, use uh, a capo. You were going to transpose them, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's an electric guitar. I'm, I'm playing like lead parts and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so my, my friend who played in bands with me, you know, for years is playing bass. Uh, and so he's like, what are we doing? I was like, okay, let me. And so I write out the chord on the piece of paper and hand it to him and we go and we do it. And it was fine. It was just, you know, it's crazy when you're like, here's a song you've never played before. You've never heard. <laughs> Um, we're going to do it as a surprise. And by the way, this chart I'm handing you is in a different key. than yeah, we're doing the song it. and, and we're doing it in a flat, which is it's even worse. Most guitarists. Yeah. Most, most, I mean, keyboard players, they like different key. They keyboard players have a, you know, usually preferable keys that are easier to play on the keyboard and guitarists. Uh, most guitar players don't want to play in, you know, like E flat or even like an F really. You play C, G, A, you know. Yeah. Unless you're capoing stuff up. Right. Um, so he said, we're doing an E flat. I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, but uh, but it worked and it was fine. It was a, it was an interesting event. I know an ukulele player that only likes certain keys too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you threw that, that if you threw that at me, the right, like, like what happened to you, I'd be like, um, I have to go to the restroom. And not come back. Yeah. Well, at the end, after we were done playing, um, some more people got up there and they were talking and this event thing. Um, it was like a community event thing. And so <laughs> I just put my guitar down on the stage and walked and you know, kind of stood out in the crowd for a while. And they just kept going and going and going and going and going and pulling more people up to like to talk about stuff. And like we're going out in the crowd and talking to people. And so <laughs> I just I just left. I just left all my equipment, all my guitar and my gear on the stage, got in my car. And the guy's like, you know, you, you know, you don't have to stay. And I'm like, okay. 
because I had <laughs> stuff I had to do the next day. So I just went in the car, got in the car and left. And the next day, fortunately, um, he he got all my stuff. I texted him, and said, "Hey, if you get all my stuff, you know, can you? I can get it back next week." Uh, and he gave it to his daughter, who brought it to me like the next day. So oh, okay, that was great. It was, I was glad for that. Well, <laughs> but yeah. It was just like I'm just putting my guitar on the stage and leaving. I'm out. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to do that. I would want to bring my stuff with me. Yeah, you get to a certain place and play in like these things where you're just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. I, <laughs> I got to go home. Yep. At some point, you just got to say, it's just equipment. I'm going home. So it I had was like a 45-minute drive to get home. So, yeah, and it was a long event, you're saying. It went all day or night. Uh, it was night. It was Saturday night. So, yeah, Saturday. it went a while. Um, as far I mean, I was there for, from by, including rehearsal and the time that we played. I was there for about four hours total. Yeah, that's a long time. Set up and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and I was it was like 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock, and I was like, I got to go home. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, I'm glad you got your guitar back. And you figured yeah, out the E-flat key, no problems. Yeah, that was that was, that was was easy. But uh, it's just an interesting adventure. It was cool. I'm glad I got to do it. And, you know, we'd, do, we'd play with those guys anytime. But it um, was... Uh, and it wasn't any of my friends in the in the group. It wasn't their thing of changing keys and here's what we're doing. They right. were kind of just they were they had like told um, the people the, the girl and her you know other people the drummer and were playing with that were playing with her like hey we'll do this and then he got called me he's like hey can you come and would you be willing to and I'm like yeah sure um, so yeah those those guys I'd play with you know doing whatever. It's just kind of like he was like apologizing to me as we were going. He's like, sorry. He goes, I didn't mean to get you roped into this. And I'm like, no, it's, we're cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad so, it turned out all right. Yeah. So did you get roped into anything this past <laughs> week? Well, let, I won't put it exactly like that, but we did go on our, I guess it would be thir- second or third annual. When you, It's the third year in a row, so I think that's technically considered the second annual. Am I right about that? Third year. I would year, call it the third annual. The third annual. Because I've often, heard, I've often heard people refer to it as the first annual, which I would assume is the very first time it happens. Right. Okay. I've heard, I've heard people say the first annual, but I don't, think it cons- mm-hmm. I don't think it is considered an annual till the second one. So anyway, the third well, year in the row. It depends on if you if you intend to do it. Then That's it's, true. It's, yeah. If you intend to do it once a year, then it's an, then it's annual immediately. So I could say right now is our, or say this next week is our first annual podcast celebration anniversary. Yes, that's true. So with the intention that we're going to have more. So. Yeah, so the first year we did this, I don't know that the intention was to continue, but we'll call it the third annual, the third year in a row. Are you talking about the podcast now, or are you no, talking about your trip? I'm talking about my trip, the cabin trip with <laughs> okay. the in-laws. So we rent okay, a cabin yes. uh, somewhere in northeastern Wisconsin. No, northwestern Wisconsin, I think. Somewhere in Wisconsin. Anyway, so the cabin, eight kids, I'm sorry, eight adults, three kids, and our two dogs. So it you know it's pretty crazy, and and it was great though. We fished, we went out on the lake, um, just hung out a lot. Had perfect weather, no rain, no rain where we all had to be holed up in the cabin. So we had it's, it was a great time, but the trip didn't start out so well for me. So 
Okay. The first night we were there, I realized I forgot my toothbrush. So, you know, I'm thinking no problem because I keep, this has happened to me before. It's not my first rodeo. I keep a toothbrush, a spare toothbrush in my car. So I'm I'm like, I'm going to go out and get that. Well, there wasn't, the toothbrush was not there. So apparently this happened to me earlier in the summer and I forgot to replace the toothbrush. Oh, yeah. See, that's important. Replace the spare immediately when you use it or you will forget. I, I or I know I always forget. Uh, yeah. And yeah. when I go, I, I'm in my brain going, oh, the spare will be there. And nope. Nope. That's what I happened. I never remember unless I do it right away. Yeah. Now, since I've gotten home, I have replaced the spare. But luckily. The, Good call. Thank you. Luckily, the parents of the, the young kids, they saved me because every day around midday, they'd have to take their kids for a drive to get them to take a nap. And so they go far away, and they. I said, just pick me out a dollar toothbrush, and they ended up came back with a pack of seven toothbrushes. So I guess they figured what? they figured I really needed to brush my teeth. <laughs> that's 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 saying something. I don't know exactly <laughs> yeah. what yet, but that's saying something. But nah, they they got a they got a seven pack for a buck, so they just decided to get me seven. Wait a minute. A seven pack for a buck. You heard me right. Seven toothbrushes. Is it toothbrushes? Toothbrush eye? Toothbry. 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 There you go. Seven <laughs> toothbry for a dollar. Yep. I don't How know is if that they, possible? I don't know if they went to like the dollar store or maybe they went. There isn't a lot. There's slim pickings up there where we were. So it might have been a Walmart. I don't know. But I wasn't being too picky. So I just grabbed the toothbrush no. and I was happy. But the worst thing that happened was it's, that. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. The worst thing that happened while I was there was the first morning. Um, so I don't have my teeth brushed, but I'm going to go for a run. And I get out there and I start running. And the first couple hundred feet or so are really good. And I get far enough to where I know I'm not going to need, I'm not going to turn around because I've committed. I'm not going to turn around. Um, then. A swarm of deer flies attack my head. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about eight of them. They were all over me. I was stupid enough not to. I went, I didn't think about deer flies because we don't have them down here, like like that. So I didn't wear a hat and I didn't put bug, bug spray on. So I'm just out there with my my short hair and they're all up in my hair. And um, so I thought, well, I'm not turning around. But maybe once I get up past the driveway. Um, and out to the main road where there's less wilderness, then they'll go away, right? Well, that was dumb because they didn't. So basically, mm. I'm going insane with these things attacking me. And I'm doing, like, I don't know, I'm doing profanity pirouettes, profanity-laced pirouettes. So I'm, like, <laughs> swiping at my head with both arms. I actually injured my shoulder. And I'm just, I'm, I'm literally running down the road pirouetting saying, You and I'm just going crazy. <laughs> okay. Because they're all over me. I must have pulled off five or six of flies that were stuck in my hair throughout the run. Okay. I have one question. Yes. What's a deer fly? <laughs> I wondered if you didn't know what a deer fly was. Well, I'm sure that I refer to it probably with a different term. I don't know. that. Okay. So apparently they're different from a horse fly. Okay. That was my... Only shot. But they're, <laughs> I don't 
don't know what a deer fly is. But they're bigger. They're bigger like that, and they bite. Bigger than a horsefly? Well, I don't know if they're bigger, but they're about the same size as a horsefly, and they they bite and they dive bomb you. They bit me about ten times. Oh, so that's that to me is horseflies. Well, see, that's what I thought they were, and so I was calling them horseflies. And and when I get back to the back to the cabin, everybody's like, "Oh no, those are deer flies." So I don't know the difference. Okay, I think we've run into a yet another native Minnesotan. Maybe think they know everything, and th- this is another duck, duck, gray duck. Uh, yeah, right, situation. right. So it was a yeah. horsefly I, I or a deer fly or whatever it was, but it was a big old fly, and they were nasty. And I don't That's usually cuss, too. but I was cussing at these things, <laughs> and people were, you know, the, we're on the wilderness, but there are plenty of homes because it's right on the lake. These people must have got yeah. quite a show. I was literally spinning around, <laughs> arms in hand. Arms, I mean, arms just flying everywhere. It wasn't a very good run. <laughs> I was getting dizzy. I can only hope that somebody videotaped that, you know, yeah. clandestinely somewhere from some <laughs> angle that we'll see on YouTube, you know, down the road. That would be great. Be, you know, the next viral video sensation. Yeah, and I'm not, and I'm not even talking about the bat story. At some point, we'll have to talk about the bat. You mean like baseball bat or like no, bat 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 bat. Like a Dracula bat. Like a Dracula bat. Well, that wraps it up for yet another week in review. We just want to give you a quick PSA to watch your face when you're out there. You never know when deer flies, horse flies, or Dracula bats are be coming for your head. And now we'll move on to pronunciations. We did have a slight technical difficulty this week, which you'll hear in the audio quality a little, but it still makes it, you know, no less listenable than usual. So speaking of pronunciations, we've got a few this week. Cool. All right, so we'll just go right into it. Number one, I'm going to spell it. Okay. A-M-E-N. All right, I know where this is going. You do? Yes. Okay. And I think this is going to get into the aunt, aunt, fancy versus unfancy. Yeah, you might be right, yeah. Um, Because amen Mm -hmm. is how I would say it. And I'm going to guess the other way is amen. Yes. So it's really interesting because I say both. And it just depends on I guess the situation. So yeah, if I'm in church Well yeah, if I'm in church singing a hymn or if we're saying like the Lord's Prayer or whatever, I'm always saying Amen. Amen. Yeah. Or or singing those types of stuff. <laughs> those types of things. It depends on how fancy the church is, because if you get down south in a Southern Baptist <laughs> oh, yeah. church, say oh, yeah. amen. Amen. Well, amen, that's what I'm saying. When, yes. when I say it to add emphasis or like an ex- exclamation point, I mm-hmm. will say amen, sister. Yes. So I just wondered if I was the only one or if people change, if that's interchangeable like aunt and aunt is for me. Oh, so I, I totally say amen and amen. Yeah, because I've heard different people say it different ways in different situations. So, I mean, like if you're in, a, in an Episcopal church, it's amen. And if you're right. in a Southern Baptist church, it's amen. Well, if you're in a um, Minnesotan Lutheran church, it's most definitely amen. Ah, see, I think it's a north and south as much as it is. But like even down south, if you're like in a, um, a fancier Protestant church or like mm-hmm. a Catholic church, do Catholic churches say, do they say I'm assuming they do. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they do, yeah. Yeah. So like a Catholic church, like there's a level of Protestant. I might have been somebody right here, so look out. Um, <laughs> I've been to a lot of different denominations, both Catholic and Protestant. Uh, I guess Catholic 
I guess Catholic is not a denomination, but it's its own thing. So <laughs> Protestant denominations and Catholic. I've been to different ones throughout my lifetime. And there are Protestant denominations on the fancier end. I use fancy as in, you know, more uh, sophisticated. Sophisticated, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and not in a bad way. Um, but on that end, they are more like the Catholic side of things in terms of um, how they how the service goes and how things are laid out and how formal um, it is, that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and typically, not all, not all fall in this category. But like, so like Episcopal or you know um, Catholic, I'm thinking they're going to say Amen, and then you get more down on like towards the Baptist end, and you know um, what are some of the others like Methodist? Even Methodist is somewhere in the middle. Yeah, do so you think it's you still Methodist, think it's go ahead? Do you think do you still for Methodist? Do you still or for all, all these? Do you still think it's related to region, like part of the country, or sophistication level? Uh, I think a little bit of both. Okay, all right. Uh, Sorry, say what you were going to say about Methodist. I think Methodist is more like the cross section. It's the crossover. It's like where you'll get an equal amount of both, Amen and Amen. Mm-hmm. It's because it's because as you're going across the spectrum of, you know denominations Methodist is sort of in the middle to me okay yeah but another word that's like this is hallelujah or hallelujah true and I think a lot of times for for choir and singing purposes it's hallelujah because those vowels are easier to hit the correct pitch than the 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 how yeah yeah certainly and then when you're shouting it's hallelujah absolutely yeah. So I always smile when I hear a straight amen in a northern Lutheran church, which I heard a couple of weeks ago. Which Whoa, that seems like to me, me it would to, be unusual, yeah. Yeah, it prompted me to think, hey, we should talk about this because I don't hear that much when you're just saying the Lord's Prayer and you hear someone say amen. Yeah, well, when you're down south and you're in a more— Oh, definitely, um, that's different. Shall we say, like, free from sophistication, like, <laughs> church— and that's not a bad thing. That's that's a, that's the kind of place that I probably would go. Um, yeah. You know, I prefer. So you get into a situation of people are just yelling stuff out, which I am all about. You know, yeah. speak your mind, say what you want, you know. Um, so there you hear a lot of amen, but you also hear a lot of, yep, that's right. Yep, go, you know, yes. Uh-huh. So that kind of stuff. Hallelujah. So you hear a lot of it. So it's, I think when you're more into that spontaneous outburst from the congregation, uh, I think you're going to hear a lot more amen and not a lot of amens. Right, because amen just doesn't amen. You can't put an exclamation on anything with amen. It's no. too, it's too, like you said, it's too sophisticated out of the mouth. It's a little too formal for just yelling out. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It I, works both ways. You never hear a yell out situation in a Lutheran church, which is so sad to me. Yeah, I think you should be able to get into it. Well, I think you can, just people don't. Nobody mm-hmm. sits in the front pew either. Is a little, they all little, go in the back. A little too reserved. Definitely. Oh, well, yeah. That, that, you know, that's that's our crowd, the back row, the more the introverted people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the back row every week or any time I, I go. I will say that I have yelled out stuff in churches before. Good for you. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> any other words? <laughs> Moving on. So, all right, I'm just going to spell this one, too. Uh-huh. E-L-S-E. Else. Else, right? Else. Yeah. Like Ernie Else, the golfer. Mm. Well, his is more L's. L's is what, yeah. Uh, else, as in the word, do this or else. 
Correct. That's what you're, that's what we got, right? Yeah. Do this or else. Yeah. But have you heard it? Have you heard people pronounce it else? Else. Yeah. Like E E E L T S else. Yeah. They throw an extra T in there. Else. I hear it. Else, uh, I'm, I, yeah. You, you better do this else. I'm going to get you that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds more I, Southern to me too. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, I think it's regional, but I don't know if it's, I think I've heard it a lot on the East, East coast. Hmm. Else, else. Is this a juke jukebox situation? It could be a jukebox you got, situation. You got some stray teas flowing into every word. Maybe our yeah, our resident pedantic jerk could help us with this one. That is true. He could probably help us with a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think he probably could. We certainly need it. All right, the next word. All right, so I'm just going to spell this one too. Okay. I was going to try to describe it to you, but. I feel like that might. Oh, go this in a sounds like a direction. fun game. That's, you want this me sounds to do like a that? fun game. Yeah, I, I, right. I like the sound. Of, I like the direction of this. All right. So, when a person squats way down and sort of rests their keister on their heels, mm-hmm. it, you'll hear people say, "This is known, I guess, known as sitting on there." <laughs> oh, this is often uh, like referred to like an animal. Yes, yes exactly. Uh, I'm going to say haunches. Correct. Haunches. Okay. H-A-U-N-C-H-E-S. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've never heard anybody say that any differently than haunches. That is correct. But about a week or so ago, I was at a baseball game, and this girl was sitting behind us, and she was rather loudly, I must say. Proc- was she sitting on her haunches? <laughs> no, she was just sitting on her keister in the seat. Oh, keister, but- that's... that's- I like keister. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, let's go. There are so many different words for that. We'll, that we'll need a whole other segment for that. There you go. But she was pretty loud, so I don't know if she was drinking a lot. Sometimes that makes people speak a little louder. It wasn't like I was eavesdropping, let's just say that. Maybe she was used to going to a southern church. <laughs> Maybe. But she, she was kind of... free. It, she definitely felt free. But she was talking about how the catcher is the best player on the field. And like I think in general, I th- yes. And I think maybe she was meaning maybe the most athletic or that they have to be pretty tough because here's what she was saying. She's, she's talking about how they have to squat way down and sit on their haunches mm-hmm. all game. So, but I'm pretty sure she was, I don't think this girl was from Minnesota, Minnesota. I mean, she didn't have a Minnesotan accent. I don't know. Maybe it was Dally girl. I don't know. She said, really? She said, the catcher's the best player on the field. Think about it. They have to sit back up for the whole game on their hunches. Ah, she just... <laughs> hunches. I have a she hunch. Just, she just doesn't sound very smart, is my <laughs> yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's, that's wrong. That's that's a... Uh, yeah. I had, to, I had to ask you because I've never heard anybody called hunches hunches. No, because hunches is a different word. Absolutely it is. I've got a hunch she didn't know what she was talking about when she was saying hunches. I've got a hunch she doesn't know what a haunch is. There you go. Haunch is. Haunch is. is. Haunch is. Okay. Okay, but let's get back to this for a second. Yeah. I disagree with her theorem that the catcher is the best player on the field. Absolutely. Maybe Uh, at the major league level, maybe. I would actually say it's the pitcher because typically, like, Little League, all throughout Little League and like high school baseball and stuff, typically the better athletes are all, they're hitter, they're hit, they hit and pitch. 
Like the best yes. player is usually pitching, and then they're the best hitter on the team as well. Yep. And the catcher in Little League, I'll tell you this, was usually the least athletic kid because he didn't have to run around much if he was the catcher. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much that kind of carries over as you go through. I'm a, I mean, obviously you get into major leagues and you see a lot of out-of-shape out of pitchers. Um, yes, and, and they don't the have to bat in good shape. Yeah, and if if a player has a giant gut, if he's not, you know, the Kung Fu Panda, uh, what's his face <laughs> that plays for the Red Sox? Sandoval. He, yeah. I don't think so. I think he went to the Giants now. I think he went back to his old oh. team. Okay, well. Because I saw a headline that said, <laughs> Sandoval... <sighs> Sandoval apologizes for basically trash talking the Giants and the Giants wow. fans when he left. <laughs> now he's back. That's not a anyway, good one for him. No. Yeah, apparently that didn't work out too well for him in Boston. No, or, it didn't. As I've heard, possibly the worst signing in the history of the Boston Red Sox. It didn't work well at all. Well, because he's out of shape, it seems like. Yep. And the except for him and like a few other exceptions. Um, because, I mean, you can be a big dude and not be out of shape. He seemed like a big dude and out of shape. Yes, he did. I mean, and like guys like, you know, Cecil Fielder and um, what's his kid's name? Pier- Prince. <laughs> Prince Fielder. They were big, like, you know, roundish guys, but they didn't seem like out of shape most of the time. I'll say that. And you right. have like power hitters, you know, who can have carry that extra weight and it works for them. But like most of the time you see in the major leagues, if a player is out of shape looking... Um, it's a pitcher. You know, you get guys like mm-hmm. Bartolo Colon and what's his face? Um, the pitches for the Yankees. Um, big dude. Um, Sabathia. Uh, Sabathia. Bartolo yeah. Colon, now a twin. Oh, wait a minute. He's still in the league? Yeah, he was with the Braves earlier this year, and now he's a wow. twin. He could be his own twin the last time I saw him. He was yeah. big enough. <laughs> Hashtag big sexy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call him. Apparently he's still getting it done. So, I mean, it works for people, but like, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like the pitcher went from like in little league and in high school baseball, the pitcher can, this is from my experience. And from what I've seen, the pitcher is usually the best athlete Mm -hmm. because they're doing all sorts of other stuff. You know, if you're the best athlete, usually the pitcher and the quarterback that's correct, you know, growing up in like these little, you know, high school stuff, that's the way it is. And it seems like as you go higher levels of, you know, competition, uh, when you get to the professional level, the best athletes are usually not the pitchers and the quarterbacks in a lot of cases. So it's kind of weird how that transitions as you go, you know, from little league to major leagues. Right. And, but I would agree that the best player on the MLB rosters is usually not the catcher. No. Now they have to, they're calling games. So they're, they need to be intelligent about which pitches to call and stuff like that. But, I think she might have meant. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that this, the catch. She meant to say the catchers were the toughest people on the field because they have to sit on their hunches all yeah, game. That, and, and yeah, that I can totally see. And they they are most likely to get run into and you know stuff that plays at the plate and take hit, hit tip you know foul tips right. and stuff like that. So they they toughest, are probably yeah. yeah. I would say that yes. The guy that was sitting next to her was not too responsive to her. Talking about the catcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next was he just sitting there on his hunches? He, yes, he was sitting there on his hunches. Okay, next. Uh, this word, I, I, I think this is just a regional thing. Mm-hmm. E-X-I-T. Okay. I'm going to say this the way I say it, I, but before I say that, I cannot, 
how is there another way to pronounce this? Exit. Correct. That's how I say it. Exit. Uh Well, in Wisconsin, they say exit, like E-G-G, exit. eggs, like chicken eggs. Yeah, exit. Exit. And I've Hmm. noticed it for years. When I went to grad school with people from Wisconsin, they call it exit, and then I heard it again um, at the third annual cabin retreat. Oh, so there are people from Wisconsin there. Exit. Yeah. So have you ever heard anybody say that? I think this is strictly a Wisconsin thing, like a bubbler versus a water fountain. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, I can't say that I have, but really it's close enough where, you know, it would be, it, it's not going to stand out like hunches would. No, it doesn't stand out like hunches, but it, it does stand out. Or even amen and amen, exit. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they're, they're slurring the first part of the word. Were these people like drinking a lot when you were talking to them? <laughs> it was, you know, grad school. Oh, there's the ex- exit. <laughs> no, it was, no, they weren't. Okay. So that, that's unusual. I didn't know that. Um, speaking of things that are regional, yes, pronunciations regional, we've talked on this podcast before about whether you mow the grass, cut the lawn, lawn cut the, the yard, lawn yes. the grass. But I don't think we've talked about whatever it is that you call it when you remove the weeds. Now, oh. not just hand pulling the weeds, but using right. a motorized piece of equipment. Yes, with a little like little uh, nylon, usually yeah. typically nylon, you know, string like a wire attached or to something. A, yeah. a little rotating, you know, yes. head, and it's yes. either gas or electric powered. Right. Um, I have a cordless, you know, rechargeable one, which works pretty good for what it That's is. That's what I have. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is, um, weed eating. Yeah. Weed eating. Not Mm -hmm. here. Okay. We call it interchangeably weed whipping and weed whacking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to go out and weed whip or I'm going to go out and weed whack. Really? Yeah. Okay. Not weed eat. Weed whipping is a new one on me. Weed whacking. I've heard weed whipping is a new one. I hadn't heard that one. I don't know if other people, so if people are listening that live in this region or don't have to live in this region, if you say weed whipping, tell me because I may have made that up. I don't, most people around here say weed whacking, but every time I talk about it, I say weed whipping. Now I'm wondering if I made that up. Because you're not really whipping them, you're. Oh yeah, I'm whipping them right out of there. (laughs) Okay. Get out of here, weeds. That's some whoop, severe yo. whippings. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I mean, next is going to be weed spanking. <laughs> okay, we better Because a whipping, <laughs> a whipping down south is, when it's I grew spanking. up, a whipping is what you get when your yeah. grandmother tells you, go out and get a switch from that tree and you're going to get a whipping. Yeah, yeah. Whipping or um, a spanking. No, I was never spanking when I was growing up. It was whipping. Yeah. Fortunately, I didn't get too many of them, so I didn't hear that very often. When I lived in Louisiana, we called it a whipping, but up here it's spanking. So weed whipping. That's a new weed, one to me. Weed whipping or weed whacking is acceptable. Hmm. Not weed eating? Weed eating is okay, too. I just don't hear it a lot around here. I think that might be a southern thing. But you're no, you're no more eating the weeds than you are whipping them. Well, I'm eating them up with that little nylon string. Yeah, I'm whipping them up, too. Yeah, true. I can make a salad. And then I would eat it. (laughs) 
Okay, this next one, I swear, it has to just be, again, this came up at the third annual cabin retreat because this is a northern Minnesota thing. Huh? Yeah, this is a northern Minnesota accent. All right. S-A-U-N-A. Sauna. 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 Um, Sauna. S-O-W-N-A. Sauna. No. Like a sow. Yep. That I haven't heard. It's, it's, this is the Iron Range people, the Rangers that live in northeastern Minnesota, Iron Ore, the Iron Ore Mining Districts. Oh, okay. This is, you call it saunas, and they will correct you if you say sauna. Hmm. You're going to exit the sauna? (laughs) Well, now you're, 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 you're putting two, you're putting Wisconsin and northern Minnesota together. I don't think they say exit. They say exit. I'm going to exit my sauna. You know, I went there at one point. I went to a giant 3M like mine where oh, they have so the you trucks. Were up there. Yeah. yeah, they have the trucks that are like big as your house. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. Did they say, Mr. Fuse, do you want to come to our sauna? No, they did not. And I would not have gone if they had offered. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had, you know, put on the jumpsuit and the hard hat. And it was when I was working the engineering uh, contract job. And okay. spent yep. a couple of days up there and rode around on those giant trucks, literally where the truck is two stories, two and a half stories tall. The tires are, you know, so big you can't even reach the top of the tire, you know, and, you know, I'm six foot tall. You can't, I couldn't yeah. reach up and touch it. It's just enormous trucks that are like literally the size of a small house. And so we're riding on those things. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. If you enjoy that kind of like construction stuff, like growing up, I was like, Ooh, you know, I want to go see the construction. You know, a lot of young kids are like that. So it was yeah, cool to see. Yeah, it's huge. That, but, They're yeah. huge. Yeah. But yeah, you were hanging out in the iron range. Yes. Um, 3M. Yes, 3M. You know what 3M stands for? Yes, I'm sure you know what it stands for. Um, I did. Let me think. Midwest mining, um, mining, mountain. Mining is one of the words. Yes. Yeah. um, Oh my gosh, my 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 people are not going to be happy with me. No, what state do you live in? Oh, Minnesota mining and manufacturing. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Very cool, which is unusual to think of because most of the time I think of them I, when I see 3M, I think of Post-it notes. Oh, yeah. Post-it notes, tape. But a big mining mining operation up there. Yeah, and I don't know if 3M still does that or if they're strictly something else now. I don't know. If yeah, this still... was probably 20 years ago when I went up there. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the last one was recommended to us by Bob Walsh on cool. Twitter at Adadaya. He wanted us to discuss short shift versus short shrift. Okay. Um, it's short, short shrift, right? Is the actual term? Well, that that- uh, unless you're talking about, I don't know, someone that goes to work for an hour and then comes yeah. home, you know? Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, when, I think what he's referring to is a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, I said, I was like, they got the short end. I was trying to say they got the short end of the stick or something like that. And I mm-hmm. said, gave them short shift. Oh, what I meant oh. to say was short shrift. It was just me misspeaking. Oh, I didn't that, even I didn't even I notice that. Yes. So yeah, to give something short shrift, that really means like I'm not gonna give it much attention or consideration. Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, there's two. De- I think there's two definitions to short shrift. Okay. One is I'm this not gonna pay hear. attention to it. I'm not gonna give it any consideration. 
I don't have any sympathy. Or the other one, I think, is short shrift, meaning, because isn't the word shrift considered a, like, a, isn't that like a penalty or a penance or something like that? I, I think that's no where shrift idea. comes from. So I Are we doing think, word origins now? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's where it comes from. Cool. So I think it also could be described because I think they were, I think Shakespeare talked about shrift. <laughs> <laughs> so you got me on that one. Um, I think it was a time when the before, like they before they were gonna murder the prisoner, or before their execution, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. They had a brief time to. Uh, they had a brief amount of time to a- ask for absolution or whatever. And I think that was con- that's also considered a short shrift. Okay, that's cool. That's, so that makes sense. that might be where the term comes in when you're using it as far as time. Make that this could also short, be a short, short shift. Shrift. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Your shift is short before you, as a prisoner, you get murdered. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Or, you know, I don't they talk, I think short shifting is some sort of car, short shifting is a car term for manual transmissions. Um, Racing. I've heard of like grinding gears. I've never heard it short shift being able to refer, but I guess it'd be a short throw on the shifter. Maybe they, maybe that's been shortened to short shift at some point, but. Like, Maybe I'm out of my depth here about when we're talking about racing and cars. Well, I used to drag race cars. Oh, so you should know if there's called un, short un, shifting unofficially. Unofficially. Yes, unprofessionally. Okay. Amateur, uh, which means did stupid stuff in high school. Um, oh. Yeah. The um, let me think here. I think it's funny that you pull Shakespeare used it and this is where it comes from and gave me the word or shown up shrift. And then you said, <laughs> instead of executions, you said when they murder the prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Well, I never said that my knowledge was, you know, symmetrical on all of everything. That was a nice juxtaposition there of incredibly <laughs> depth, you know, backstory and <laughs> total, total mess up of the actual the normal term. I appreciate that. That's good, though. I didn't know that. Murder the prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes. It's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Hey, what's up? If you'd like to send us feedback, you can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents. Via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, speakingoftangents.com, for relevant links and information. If you listen to the show via iTunes, we always appreciate reviews on there. And be honest, you know, if it's a one star podcast, well, I mean, why are you listening to it? But tell us, let us know. So, do we have any feedback this week? Why, yes, we do have feedback this week. And as always, we want to thank everybody for sending your feedback. We love hearing from you. Um, So just please keep it coming. All right. First, we'll start out with a tweet from Patrick Moffat. And this is about our Game of Thrones recap. And I use recap, you know, in quotes. (laughs) Yeah, that was in the loosest definition 
yeah. of the word possible. So this was uh, not last week's episode, but episode 49. So Patrick says, and he quotes, this is a quote, Hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm, unquote. Or, and then he quotes again, something about women and how they smell. There you go. <laughs> so he, he was referring... I think he was... Comp- he was kind of ripping on me, and which is yes. really deserved. I don't know why I thought the song was about how a woman smells. But anyway. Well, it did mention a woman in there. It did, and her hands, her hands being anyway. cold. And apparently my mind said that's related to how a woman smells. So anyway. Uh, well, read, read, the, read the lyric again. Hands of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are warm. I think it's what it's saying is what they're trying to get across is that like if you're wearing a gold necklace, like if you're, you know, wealthy and you have power and stuff, it's always going to be cold and it's the woman who's going to, you know, keep you warm. It's right. not keep like, literally keep you warm, but that's it, that's the important stuff, that kind of. Yes, it was much more touching than it's about how a yeah, woman how smells. How do you smell? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, along those same same lines, we got a jingle from Tony Beeson about the same thing. Uh-oh. So, take it away, Tony. Something about the way she smells. (laughs) Okay. Something, something about a woman. Something about the way she smells. I don't want to watch Game of Thrones. I don't want to watch the show. The guitar part. Yeah, that one's hilarious. You're asking me why he's on Game of Thrones. Oh, we changed keys. I don't know. I don't know. And sure, and then shut his Twitter account down. No, don't be slow. Don't be slow, and don't be slow. Ed references are good. Definitely, yeah. Oh, more guitar. More guitar. <laughs> okay, that was good. That was good. Yeah, thanks for doing that, Tony. That made me really laugh. One of my favorite parts of it is the title of it. On he posted it on tkjingles.com, which you can go listen to it and read the lyrics uh, if you if you want. <laughs> the title of it is I. I'm assuming you meant something, but it's sun, sun, something. Something. So in. Yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. So next we'll move on to uh, Lewis Nosey with the Nosey in cool. 140. Now, this is about episode 49, um, not the tipping, not the latest episode. Okay. KC Adventures, Moist Heat. The Hobbit with boobs, (laughs) candy quiz, tricks made of rabbits, heart bandits. Remember that? Okay. Now this was a couple weeks ago. I know. And then what is the Hobbits thing? What I don't, I don't remember us doing that. We talked about we talked about boobs and dragons. For Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, I Game of Thrones recap. Yeah, I don't remember talking about the Hobbit specifically or the Lord of the Rings. So either. maybe Lewis just, you know, changed it up on us a little bit. Maybe that's what he thinks the Game of Thrones Game of Thrones is. 
Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. I've, having never seen the show, I'm going to assume now that that's what it is, is basically like Lord of the Rings slash The Hobbit movies with naked people. Yeah, yeah, with, with boobs. And he also included the picture of the, the Trix rabbit, nice. which I hadn't seen that. I haven't had Trix cereal for so long. Really? No. I guess I haven't had it in a while either, but I see it every time I go through the grocery store with my kids because they always want to go look at cereal. I know. I miss cereal so much. Cereal is one of those things that I dearly loved. You know you could still eat cereal. I know, but I can't really on my little whole thirty thing thing. This thing is killing your life. (laughs) It's. I just have to be more selective about what I cheat on, cheat with, like mocha Oreos over cereal. Like at the the cabin retreat, I had Doritos, Cheetos, and barbecue chips, and it was heavenly. Okay. That that I can approve of, yes. But yeah. And, and here's the thing: I would pick the cereal over the mocha Oreos. Regular Oreos, I'm going regular Oreos. You put the mocha in there, I'm going yeah. cereal. Well, I will now. Good. Now that I've had the mocha Oreos, yes. You learned the hard way. I did. I learned <laughs> the hard way. First world problems, right here. There you go. <laughs> First world problems that it took. 12 stores to find the mocha Oreos. See, that's even more disappointing to me that if I had searched for something that long and then been disappointed by the result, I'd have been like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, I know. (laughs) But it wasn't like that's what we were. We would drive places just for that. It was if we stopped somewhere. Oh, okay. Oh, check and see if they've got mocha Oreos. I thought you meant you were like on a quest. It just took a while. Speaking of No, no, no. This is over a period of two weeks. Yeah, no, this was over a period of two weeks. My precious mocha Oreo. Yeah, so you're saying they weren't very precious. (laughs) No, they weren't. Okay. Oh, we got a nice shout out from at TK Littles. Cool. On Twitter, putting our podcast in some good company. So thank you very much. They, the TK Littles at TK Littles tweeted, having this show stinks withdrawals. Check out friends of the show. And uh, it's so it's Be More Show Podcast. I think that's um, Lock and Flora's. Yep, Be More Opinionated. Andy Polin, mm-hmm. Bob Ryan's podcast, Jerry Negrelli, mm-hmm. and Speak Tangents. Awesome. So that was cool. Thank you. And speaking of shout-outs, I guess this is a shout-out from Cool Aunt, cool Aunt Claire, maybe kind of a shout-out, um, at Cool Aunt Claire. She sent a picture, and she said, while working on a puzzle, so it was a picture of a crossword puzzle, seeing this pair of clues made me happy. And right next to each other, one clue said, going off on tangents, and right underneath it was Hall of Famers. Nice. That's cool. Which, yeah, that. that yeah, that was really... That was weird. Yeah. Like. The best kind of weird. It was crazy. Yeah. The best kind of weird. So I'm glad Claire uh, shared that with us. Absolutely. Now, we've got some clarifications. Speaking of Claire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that one of them is probably from Brad. Yes. Yeah, okay. So speaking of the pedantic jerk earlier. Yes. <laughs> Brad Weiss, at one Brad Weiss. Uh, this is, again, from episode 49. Um, we didn't do any feedback last week, so we're, you know, we're reading, we're reaching back a little yep. bit. Um, this was about barbecue, and he says all of barbecuedom is shouting Memphis. Houston ain't no part of nothing. <laughs> this is the one I was, <laughs> yeah. When I said I bet one of these clarifications is from Brad, this is the one I meant. I saw this. This is the one, yeah, yep. And and then Tatuke also 
at Tooth Decay said, what about Memphis BBQ? And I knew there was one that I was missing when I was talking about it. Yes. But, you know, I've really not, I have not been to Memphis. I always go to Nashville when I go to Tennessee because I've got family there. Yeah. And I would love to go to Memphis. Yeah. Memphis is good. I, I, I used to live about an hour and a half north of Memphis for a while. And so I've yes. been to Memphis plenty of times and, and they're right. We should have mentioned it. I include, I grew up Memphis in the Kansas City Midwest. It's like Kansas City, Memphis. Because Memphis, I mean, basically, it's so far west in Tennessee, it's practically in the Midwest to me. Well, do they say amen or amen down there? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Okay. I, I, um, I think I think Memphis and Kansas City are about the same level, the same re. You could consider them the same region of the country to me. And I've been to both places, like I said, live not too far outside of Memphis. So um, I'm the expert on this. Yeah, yep. but in Memphis and Kansas City, I can see, but not, you know, I'm in the Midwest too, and there's a lot different from Minneapolis to Memphis. Well, yeah, and I think that's, it's basically the same or close to the same difference between Minneapolis and Kansas City. Absolutely. I think you're right. Kansas City and Memphis are similar. It's like the spectrum, and you have they Memphis can... on one end, and you have, uh, like, Iowa. Um, what, how far would you consider Midwest going out west? Like Des Moines, um, is that Midwest? N- n- oh, yeah. I would take it all the way to maybe halfway be- to s- in South Dakota and North Dakota okay. towards halfway. Okay, so maybe. you have... Then you start getting a western part of North Dakota and South Dakota, you're in the west. Yes, I agree with that. Um, or like big sky country if they're in Montana. Yes. So I would say like... The last best place. Yes. <laughs> Any other state mottos we want to rattle off while we're at it? <laughs> I really... I know Montana's because that's where I'm from. Yeah. But I don't know North Dakota's. What's Minnesota's? Uh, land of 10,000 lakes. Ah, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. I don't know any, so that's <laughs> I'm out. Um, okay. The answer to any state that you ask me, I don't know. Oh, I, Virginia used to be Virginia is for lovers. I don't know if that's the actual state motto. Oh yeah, or just their marketing thing. You've seen that on their uh, license plates, yes. which uh, which means you know the hater is the other forty nine states. Is it full of haters? Right. I don't know. Uh, Wisconsin is America's Dairyland. That makes sense. Yep. You're pretty good at this. I don't know any. I don't know any more off the top of my head. We should have taken a quiz on this, at some point. Uh, well, maybe we will. Yeah, possible. Uh, any any quiz that I might have a leg up on, on you, we should do. Oh, that. I think you'd have me on this one. So basically, from wherever in North South Dakota you want to uh, market mm-hmm. is one Draw end, and then yep. Memphis basically mm-hmm. is the other end to me. Because you go further south than Memphis, like into Arkansas and Mississippi, that's definitely not. But like. Uh-huh. Upper part of Missouri, Kansas City, when you get into Kansas, that area where Kansas City is is more mid mid is on the one end of the Midwest spectrum and then like North Dakota and South Dakota is on the other end. So, you know, in Minnesota somewhere right. in between those two. You know, geographically yeah, and, just, you know, as far as being on the spectrum. And you are in the you are I will defer to you being the expert on this, but Memphis is not Midwest to me. I'd call mid. I'd call Memphis South. Yeah, I, it's Southern Midwest. Okay. Just like All wait, right. just like Florida is regionally in the South. Florida is not a Southern yep. state. Florida is its own, you know, being its own thing. All to well, itself. that's true. Florida is not considered certainly not. You know, you get below 
out of the panhandle and into the lower half of Florida, the peninsula, yeah. it's not considered south by anybody who's south, grew up, right. has grown up in the south. Yeah. Yep. Good point. It's its own thing. Okay. We got more clarifications. Okay. John Edwards at Anorak underscore CA. Mm-hmm. This is about the um, candy quiz that we took, the Smarties that you and I were like, these aren't Smarties. Oh, yeah. These chocolate-covered things, do you eat the red ones last, yeah. the slogan was. So John says, do you eat the red ones last is for a Canadian candy called Smarties. They're like plain M&Ms, but better. Wait a minute. I can, I can, yeah. I'm, I'm with him all the way till he says, but better. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think you can get a well, better candy. Maybe he than means a, than they're... An M&M, like that type of chocolate covered in a candy coating than an M&M. So, well, maybe he means they're better because they're bigger. Possible. There's just more. But I think M&Ms are the right a right size too. I mean, take he's from Canada, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, consider they gave us Nickelback and then gauge your opinions <laughs> around that. So. Let's move to the next one. Speaking of Canada, Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic. Yes. He said, what you call Smarties, we call Rockets. Really? Chocolate-covered Smarties are what I grew up mm. on. So he also grew up on these chocolate-covered Smarties like John Edwards did. Yeah. They looked pretty good. And I'm then, just not going to say better than M&M's. Yeah, I'm not going to until I get them in front of me. And believe me, I'm not going on a journey for them. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm not either. But yeah. rockets, that's an interesting I hadn't I've never heard him call that. Yeah, rockets. Cool. I'm gonna have to refer and to so, those as rockets this Halloween. Yeah. And Carolyn Forward, who I believe is the second half of Adam Benson, Carolyn Forward of the Fast Forward Rewind Podcast. That is correct. Carolyn Forward at C A R E L I Z A F O R. She said there are places where Rockets candy are called Smarties, apparently. So that's kind of what Adam was those saying. Those places are everywhere else but Canada. <laughs> it's what I'm engaging yeah. because I've been in other parts of the world and they've been Smarties. It literally yeah. the packets that and I have literally say Smarties on the wrapper, right? Is that Yes, they say Smarties yeah, so on. I, I would love it if even if it's just a picture, we could probably look this up on the internet, if Adam or Carolyn mm-hmm. have like pictures of like the little wrapper and if they say rockets on the side of it, that would be cool to see. Yes. And do they have actual pictures of actual rockets? Oh yeah, like launching a rocket because it is kind of yes, it is kind of like fuselage looking, like you know when they drop the stages of the rocket off as it goes the old timey like you know Apollo rockets. <laughs> That's so, true. And they and they come apart like you know when you pull them out like the little stages you know. So yeah, I can see that. maybe that is yeah. It actually makes more Michelle sense to Miller, call them rockets. It does when you you know make that argument. Yeah. Um, Michelle Miller at ER Nurse. M-E-N, M-E-M-E-M, mm-hmm. she said that chocolate Smarties are big in Australia. She said, my friend had no idea what our Smarties were until I sent her some. So not only ca- Canada, but Australia. Well, Canada and Australia is basically the same thing. Both a bunch of criminal, <laughs> you know, penal colonies started out that way. <laughs> okay. And moving on, we're going to talk a little bit more food Wait here. Wait a minute. Also, before Jamie we do that, um, John Edwards, yeah. is he... Is he the guy that's in Australia? He's been tweeting stuff from Australia recently. Is it the same guy? Oh, I don't know. Because I know there's a guy. Maybe. I think his name was John. He was in Canada. We met him at Jingle Fest, and then like for the last yes. three or four weeks, yes. he's been in Australia tweeting about tweeting. Okay. Been, I mean, some really cool like pictures of like rugby and stuff that he's seen down there. 
I don't know if he like moved there or oh. he's there on like a really long vacation or he's working there or something. But I'm I'm not sure if it's the same guy or not. But he's so we so see there's another Canada Australian connection right there. Basically the same place. So I I wonder if he's eating Smarties there in Australia while he's there. And if they're chocolate, if they're chocolate or, or if they're rockets. Chuck yes. <laughs> the chocolate rocket. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so more food here. Ju- Jamie Julian at Honeycrisp, she said, Behold the horror that is a Cheetos cookie. Yeah, I saw that picture. Those Oreos don't look so bad now. Cheetos cookies? No. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. And I love Cheetos. Yes. And I love cookies. I love cookies. Yes. No. But I don't love Cheetos cookies. Nope. So I agree. That's all. And then, Yeah. And you know we were talking about Heath versus Score Bars, mm-hmm. and um, we got some talk on Twitter that Heath is only really supposed to be used for blizzards or breaking apart the Heath bar. You don't eat the Heath there bar. You go. Uh, and I was saying that I like Score and Heath, but I think I do like Score a little more. Hey, that rhymed. <laughs> anyway, Shad from DC <laughs> at Shad from DC gave us a haiku. A haiku. <laughs> a haiku. <laughs> a haiku. <laughs> Heath versus Score, completely different and exactly the same. Perfect. That I agree completely. Yep. I believe I said I don't think I don't know the difference between the two. I think Score is a little bit more darker chocolate. Okay. And there are no little. Don't Heath? Which one is fancy? Th- doesn't Heath? Are they? But they're both fancy, right? I don't know about fancy. Which one of these is the Amen? And which one of these is the Amen of candy bars? Oh, oh, amen, it goes to the Heath. Amen goes to the skull. Okay. All right. Phil Foster at Cigar uh, Cigar Raider, mm-hmm. he sent us an article, just an FYI. Nestle to build a factory just for flavored Kit Kats. Oh, boy. This food thing is getting yeah. out of hand, oh I'm telling you. It's going to... Yes, it we're is. We're going down a road, a dark, dark road, and not a dark chocolate road, a dark road that is going to end <laughs> in horror, like Cheetos cookies and much, much worse. Uh-huh. Mocha and Oreos are just, of... this is this is the tip of the iceberg. When you start this artificial intelligence and going down this, we're going to end up with Skynet and Terminators and Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to come and try to kill us all. And it's, did you see this thing? There was an article I read yesterday that said, referred to something that Google did last week, not Google, but Facebook, had to shut down an AI robot project that they were working on because the robots that they had created developed their own language to talk to each other that the scientists and the people that were designing them and the coders could not understand and and comprehend so the two or three robots were talking to each other and supposedly there was some um, inference that they were talking about the people who created them so they're already scheming <laughs> no, I did not hear that. They, so they, this is a robot revolution, yeah, right? Already, here. And, and so Facebook decided the best thing to do would be to shut it down, shut the whole project down, and try and start over with artificial intelligence. Um, okay. There's only yeah, one place this ends up, to... and it's you know it's the Matrix. So yeah, this this food we're, we're going to get into a food matrix at some point, and you're not even going to know what you're eating, and is this real or not? So right. And speaking of my the food words matrix, now. Yeah, James Cunningham at James IV nineteen seventy eight. He said, "Wanted to know. Speaking of tangents, would you try this? Personally, I'm thinking leaving work. I'm thinking about leaving work to get them. Mm-hmm. 
and he tweeted a picture of Krispy Kreme starting Friday. Friday of this week? I think it was Friday, yes. Reese's Peanut Butter Donuts. No. From Krispy Kreme. I love Krispy Kreme Donuts. I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Do not put those two together. That doesn't even sound like it would fit together well to me. Yeah, I don't. Um, I love Reese's peanut butter cups, but I don't want any. I don't want a donut with peanut. No, butter. No, I love peanut butter. Chocolate, yes. Yes, I think this spiraled out of Plus control. Plus, they put too. little nuts on top. Yeah, the nuts got to go. I don't need as those nuts said, on as you there. Said. Get your nuts out of my there donut. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> dough nuts. So it's just dough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and speaking of dough, we're gonna re- you're gonna give a possibly first person on boots on the ground report of this coming up in in coming in the coming weeks that possibly the Minnesota the State there. Fair has new food items. Forty seven new food items this year alone at the Minnesota yep. State all Fair. All of these are all of these are weird combinations. And you know, in that along those same lines, Mary Faye Randolph at Mary F E Texas or Mary F E T X for Texas, yes. she sent an article that said the same thing. State of Fair of State Fair of Texas foods. Um because I, th- I think state, I think Texas is widely known as like the number one state fair um, in the country. I don't know if that's just how many people attend or, you know, the quality of the fair. Well, I think it's but because Minnesota's people right in up Texas there. have something about you know we got to be the biggest and the best, and or at least we got to yeah, claim yeah. that. And no, that's fine. Do what you yeah. want, but you know, I, I would, I would say that other states would have you know, you know. Have a, have at least a, a shot at being bigger than their state fair, but it may be the biggest. Who knows? Well, Minnesota is quite large and it's really well known, yeah. um, not just in Minnesota, and they have these weird food combinations. So yes, um, there is one there that I am thinking of going to the state fair just to try yes. this. And it's exactly, bowl of dough. Yes, the bowl of dough, which is yeah. raw, uncooked cookie dough, which apparently they say is safe on their little advertisement thing. Yep. But it's just scoops of raw dough in a bowl. How far have we gone mm-hmm. down the hill that bowl of dough is a new food item? We've gone pretty far. Yes. But I love cookie dough. And I, when I made cookies growing up, I rarely got it to the actual oven. But see, I was always told that it it's, rarely it's, made it's it. not good for you. It's, you get like salmonella from like the raw yeah. eggs and stuff in it. I was too, but it didn't stop my my brother, my brother and me. We 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 ate the whole bowl. Yeah, we would put it in the fridge and and divide the bowl in half. And I got this side, and he got that side. Oh and gosh. don't dip into my side. Uh, uh-huh. See, I, 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 I was, as we've said before, my, um, not fear, but my, my attention to the possibility of poisoning. Yeah. Factors in there when it literally yeah, that wouldn't could work actually for you. be poisoning me, and it's not yeah, just a figment true. of my imagination with the salmonella stuff. I don't mess with salmonella. Yeah. No, well, I don't either. But apparently I got you lucky, did. Apparently, yeah, you for were many, many years. You were playing salmonella I with it, and I beat it. Yeah. Now, speaking of dough, we got some um, feedback on our our tipping. Oh, um, uh, uh, wait a minute! You're not getting away with that. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I still want to talk about the food combinations for a second, too. Oh, we'll get, okay. we'll get to right. your bad dough puns in a minute. Um, <laughs> the thing, the uh, thing that what's going to end up, uh, I saw some people tweeting, continue to tweet uh, under James's, uh, what he tweeted about the, yes. the peanut butter donut, yes. Reese's donut. 
Yep. Where we end yep. up is the the logical conclusion of this, the Skynet of food combinations is that those people, that picture of those people that filled up that bathtub with peanut butter and dunked that woman in. Did you see that? No. I did not understand any of it, and I did not look into it any more than that, but it was a picture and an article where these guys decided, oh, we're going to fill up a bathtub full of peanut butter and stick people in it. That is disgusting. Yes, that is disgusting. So heed my warning about food combinations. It always ends up bad. It's either disappointing or way worse. Yeah, way worse in that case. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I would not want to swim in a bathtub of peanut butter. No. No. Ugh. Yeah. Let's move on to dough, a now, different kind of dough before I can we get, throw up. Can we get back to my 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 great pun? Puns Did you are make underrated. a great pun? Oh, definitely. Okay. Speaking of dough, dough. Will, will at aquarium drinker or drunker, D-R-N, <laughs> dunker? D-R-N-K-E-R. Aquarium, D-R-N-K-E-R. That's the way to go. <laughs> he wanted to know, do we tip for fast food? To me, it's akin to takeout and I don't tip them. You mean like at the no, register? No, I don't tip for task. Or like at the window? Yeah, like at McDonald's or something? No. 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 Never even occurred to me. No. 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 That's like, are you, are and you then, tipping the person who's checking out your groceries at the grocery store? No. No. The answer is no, and Will also said no. Good. And then Mary Faye Randolph again. She said, she yes, 20% is the best tip because it's easiest to figure. Yeah, I saw that, which, that whole thread of arguments about that. Yeah. Somebody I think I said agree. 0% is the easiest to figure, which zero made me laugh, but <laughs> no, don't uh-huh. do that. And then um, I think she replied, you must be a popular diner. Yeah, that's, that's the good comeback for that. I think that person, I'm, it seemed yeah. like that person was joking. I can't remember who it was, but um, yeah. I, I think it was Pete Carney. Oh, okay. So you were good at this mm-hmm. and I am not. That's the whole point. Uh, I remember things and speaking of dough, like that. Yeah, and speaking of dough, that's why we need you on this podcast. <laughs> Aha! See, puns are underrated. There's something. There's something. <laughs> <laughs> so are you? So let's get back to this. Uh, the most important question of the day: Are you really going to try to go yes. eat the bowl of dough? Are you going to brave the fair? Because that would be a lot for me, you know, and I know that we share the same, you know, not necessarily agoraphobic, but don't really like to be around a ton of people, giant groups of people. I do not like the fair. And that has got to be a huge Uh, group of people. Oh, yes. And and it's always usually super hot. So I will not go on a weekend because it's over 200,000 people show up on weekend days. How long does this I'm not talking about Saturday-Sunday combination. I'm talking Saturday and Sunday. Both, 200-some thousand. It is a 10-day fair, I believe. And in fact, it starts, uh, I think it starts August 24th, and it goes through the day after, or Labor Day, I guess. And it's been such an important fixture in Minnesota culture that that is why Minnesotans don't, public schools do not start until the day after Labor Day, so that the people could go to the fair. Really? Especially people that had, um, you know, pro, uh, FFA type or cattle in there, yeah. cattle in the fair, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, livestock. 
Um, now, finally, some schools are saying, petitioning to say, do we need to, because it was a law, do we need to follow this law? Can we please start earlier than the day after Labor Day? So some schools are finally changing that, but most schools still only start, still don't start till the day after Labor Day because of the state fair. That's interesting. Because my kids but are to answer your school. question, if I go to the state fair this year, that bowl of dough better be good. Because <laughs> that is a huge sacrifice for me, and we will not be going on the weekend. It'll have to be a weekday. Yeah. And I can't stand more than two or three hours. Uh, one of my good friends goes to the fair for 13-hour days, like the whole day. That's I don't know. That's a long day for I anything, especially a fair. Yes. So is it in yes. Minneapolis? And then they just eat and eat and eat. Um. Yeah, it's in it's it's in a suburb, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's maybe even closer to St. Paul. So it's not that far. It's from in a there. suburb named Falcon Heights, I believe. Falcon Heights, that's a cool sounding name. I've only been there two or three times, and people think I'm not a real Minnesotan, which I, I guess technically I'm not. No, because I don't go more frequently. But I don't like fairs. Not I don't like any part of the fair Mm-mm. unless someone's going to stand in line for me and give me the food. And I'll just sit there, but still, I don't like it. There's people trampling all over you, no matter where you go. A fair is like the um, amalgamation of some of the things that I dislike the most. Yes, tons of people, food combinations tons of strangers that I don't know. Food combinations, yeah, weird food combinations, yeah. carnival rides, which I'm all about. Yes. Amusement parks and like you know Six Flags we have here in Georgia, which is I've been a bunch and all that kind of stuff. But like carnival rides. That that look like they you know are from the eighteen hundred torture de- in their torture oh, yeah. devices scary yeah run by people who are kind of halfway paying attention I ain't getting on any of that mm-hmm. stuff it, I know no. and and then you, you combine outdoors and hot yeah that's that's a no and you usually have to take a bus to the fair because the parking is quite limited. oh bad parking yeah that's another one yeah no Mm-mm. yeah yeah no comes down to parking a lot I'm out Tony's right on that. Yeah, so I don't know. The, this bowl, like I said, the bowl of dough better be great. I think the listeners of this podcast need this. to know. They need the firsthand account if you can make it there. And you know the, you know the other um, food that some listeners of this podcast might uh, be interested in? What? The bacon fluff, is it f- fluffer nutter? <laughs> Not flutter nutter. Bacon fluffer nutter. Yes, fluffer nutter. That sounds disgusting. That sounds absolutely awful. See, another thing of like marshmallow I like, peanut butter I like, and bacon mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. Put those in bread, mm-hmm. certainly I like. Who doesn't like bread? Yes. But you put those four things together, that sounds terrible. No good. Yep, it does. Say no to food combinations. Um, yes. Just say no. Or you're going to end up in a bathtub full of peanut butter with your kidneys missing. <laughs> and with robots controlling you. Well, we're that's that's inevitable. Yeah, yep. Do you have anything else for this week? No. I think we can end on that sour, dark note that we're going to be taken over by robots. Well, I mean, that's just a fact of life. (laughs) (laughs) Take the good, you take the bad. And there you have artificial intelligence. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Amen. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. 
Lyrics and vocals by KJ Odstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Sound effects by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Lighting by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Oh, and speaking of flies, according to the interwebs, horseflies and deerflies are blood-sucking insects that can be serious pests of cattle, horses, and humans. Deerflies, which commonly bite humans, are smaller with dark bands across the wings and colored eyes similar to those of horseflies. Bottom line, I don't care what kind of fly they were, because I short-shifted their hunches. Believe that. Amen. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.